Hi, welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, you heard me talk about finding that balance between social life and work life as a content creator and someone who has a full-time job in social media marketing with valuable reminders that you can use in your day-to-day life. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, I sit down with Summer Lee, a good friend of mine who is the director of growth at Catalog and a content creator based in LA. She shares some valuable advice for influencer marketing from a brand standpoint, ways to stand out, her journey into her career, and I believe this episode is a good one for those of you wanting to get into the space or for anyone currently in the space, and so much more. So I'm sitting down with Summer today to talk about influencer marketing from a brand standpoint, and she is here from LA for New York Fashion Week, and I'm just excited that she took the time to sit down with me and catch up. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. (laughs) Um, Before we get into it, I kind of wanted to share your backstory a little bit. So Summer was a program manager at Catalog, which was formerly Unity Influence, and now she's the director of growth for Catalog. I have a ton of questions to ask you on what you do, and we're just going to kind of go from there. Cool. Let's dive in. Yeah. So how we met. Hmm. (laughs) How do we, I feel like a lot of people, whenever we do go places, people ask us like how we met and our story. We just like always look at each other and just like laugh kind of because we're like, well, (laughs) we met on Instagram. Yep. You know, originally we followed each other. We really liked each other's content. Mm -hmm. Um, We just kept up with each other. And again, she's from LA and I'm here in New York. So it's obviously hard to just like always meet. Yep. But I really like that her job has allowed her to come to New York and we've been able to meet and stuff. But yeah, but how did we originally? Coast. Exactly. Yeah. So you want to talk about like how we actually met? Um, so I remember I've been following you for years and years and years. Um, probably for like since I was in Texas before I moved to LA for sure. Okay. Um, and do you remember I what year that was? Probably like so. I was when I started my blog was in twenty. 15 I think so probably like 2016 2017 okay. somewhere around there um it's probably like three four years ago okay that was yeah that was a while ago I've been following for a while and then I think um I just used to comment all your stuff and then we started following each other for a while and then when you came to LA um we met for the first time but we both felt like we'd known each other like for so long honestly like I think we both laughed at the fact that like I think we were sitting well what cafe was it um Carrera Carrera Cafe where they print Carrera the lattes Cafe. yep no but we went to a different cafe after that oh um the Alfred T room yes, the yes. Alfred okay, T room that's, that's what it was and honestly um we just like looked at each other and we just like laughed because like we were talking like we had known each other for like years yeah it was and, so funny I mean, we have but like not actually met you know yeah. So it's just great to like finally meet people who are the same like online and in real life yep who so. says Instagram friends aren't real? Exactly. <laughs> Sliding into each other's DMs, you know? There you go. Um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's pretty much how we met. It's crazy because, like, we met, I think it was uh, June. Mm-hmm. It was the like, end of May, beginning of June yep. is when I went to L.A. for Influencer, um, the awards and her conference. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I've seen her three times yeah. in the past, like, few couple months. So funny. So that's great, though. I'm yep. really glad you can come here. Now you're stuck with me. Yeah. So, again, we were part of the 
Instagram, like blogging space. And so I just, I'm curious, like, how did you actually get into blogging? It's kind of a funny story. I've been following um, bloggers and YouTubers um, since like middle school, probably. And especially in high school, I really loved it. Never really thought it was something that I would do. But I actually switched majors my sophomore year of college from biomedical science into marketing. Um, I was just kind of looking for something to do because the course load wasn't as heavy, obviously. And then so I started a blog at the time and my boyfriend was the one helping me take a lot of photos. It was very much like just something that I did for fun. I never, ever imagined that I would turn my career into it. Um, or even anything within that space. But it was really just something fun to do because people would always ask me, like, where's your shirt from? Where's that dress from? Mm -hmm. I was in a sorority at the time. And, you know, people were always asking me where things were from and my favorite beauty products and things like that. So um, that's kind of how I started. And then from there, actually, at her conference, I think in 2017, I met another influencer there who got me connected to this job. So it's all kind of an interconnected web in in some kind of way yeah okay that's cool so like when were you actually a part of influencer collective since i first started really um they started i think i don't remember who was the one who introduced me but i've been a part of the community since i really first started blogging i think within the first year Mm -hmm. and it was just a really awesome resource to meet other girls who are creatives as well you know we're in college at the time and it was just like a cool creative space to connect with other people who are interested in the same things as me yeah and i actually really do like that about you you want to meet people you're not scared to do it and I don't know, you just make it happen kind of thing. And you're very friendly and you you get along with people. And I think that really like shows. That's awesome. I actually didn't know that you found Catalog through. Yeah, it's crazy. Influencer at conference. Okay, that's cool. Let's get into that. Um, Catalog, what is it? Catalog is formerly Unity Influence. So we actually used to start out as an influencer marketing company. And that's actually originally what I signed on as. Um, so when I started as a program manager, I was helping to connect influencers with brands and just kind of running campaigns for a lot of different um, industries, anything from like beauty to food to fashion. Um, and then from there, we kind of collectively realized that content is such a big problem for a lot of the brands that we work with. And since then, we've kind of pivoted and rebranded in the last couple of years to creating custom content photography specifically for direct-to-consumer brands. So how many people are a part of this company? I think right now our account is up to like 20 to 30 people now. So what was it before, like when you started? When I started, it was a team of including me four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Pretty crazy. I'm curious Mm -hmm. because you said like your company realized that photography wasn't as big for brands. Mm Mm-hmm. Was there some sort of like a light bulb or like something like went off like, okay, we need to start focusing on this more. Like what kind of like sparked that? I think we heard a lot of things from different brands specifically and that a lot of our clients that we work with, especially with small businesses, um, you know, they go to influencer marketing thinking that they're going to make a ton of sales out of it. Mm -hmm. But what I think that a lot of people don't realize is that influencer marketing is very kind of top of the funnel. So think about when you, you know, see products that you like or, you know, new products that you um, 
discover a lot of times you see them on an influencer's page but until you really see them again um, and you know it's kind of seated in your mind multiple times you're not going to be driven to buy the product from the very beginning um, but that's not to minimize the power of influencer marketing and how much that can sway people to purchase products but I think a lot of these smaller businesses don't realize that it's not like you work with an influencer and all of a sudden you're going to be you know bringing in thousands and thousands of dollars to the bank mm-hmm. and I think from there we realize that Content's not going anywhere. Um, I think influencer marketing changes a lot and there's so many dynamic things to it. But with specifically creating content, that's not going anywhere anytime soon. So the specific visuals are really important. The solutions to get that right now in the current industry are extremely expensive and pretty tedious. So I think that's kind of where it started. Agencies are very pricey. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, sometimes you sign with an agency and they already have like a ton of brands yep. already. So what makes you think like you are going to stand out and they're going to give you all your attention and everything? And I think a lot of brands are actually kind of scared to like actually go into agencies because of that. Mm-hmm. But I guess with catalog, it's like, look, you can have you know amazing content. Um, And we can match you with the right people because that's our focus. That's really cool that I guess that's what Catalog does. Yeah. Um, I did have a question and I completely forgot. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to ask you right after this one. That's okay. I had it in my head. And then as soon as you finished, (laughs) I went blank. It's okay. It'll come to you. I'm curious what Mm -hmm. it is that you do for Catalog now. Yeah. So like I said, I initially started out um, as a program manager working with a lot of brands directly with the influencers and running those campaigns. And I actually still do that. Um, we do run campaigns for our like legacy clients and any new customers that are looking for help with influencer marketing. Um, but specifically on a day to day, I am um, catalogs director of growth. So what that means, I know it's kind of a, a vague title. So, yeah. you know, it's not the same every day. Um, but Basically, I help to work with our sales and marketing team on bringing in new clients. So, you know, meeting a lot of new beauty brands that we work with or lifestyle brands or food um, and just connecting with new people to bring them and share what catalog does. Um, Wait, before you describe your day to day schedule, Mm -hmm. I actually just remembered my question. Sweet. (laughs) So we're going to go back to that. You talked about working with brands for like the photography part of content, Mm -hmm. but do these brands stay with you or is it just kind of like a one project done, you know, like you revisit the brands later on or is it like you continue with these brands long term? So typically it is long term. Um, for a lot of our bigger brands that we work with, it's a little bit of a combination of both. I don't think that for the most part, at least for the next few years, um, agencies are going anywhere. I think that they're probably still going to stick around. And, you know, a lot of these brands also do their own content in-house. But for most of the brands that we work with, we do work with them on like a monthly basis for their new assets for a couple months in advance as they're working out their social strategies. So, you know, any anything from beauty to food to fashion to lifestyle, um, they pretty much you see a couple different variations of how people handle content. But it's pretty much the same across the board. That's really cool because you see all these influencers and they focus on one niche area. So if they're a fashion influencer, they just focus on fashion and they're just really, really good at creating that content for Mm -hmm. it. But you're saying that catalog just works with a ton of brands that range from, like you said, fashion to food, to music, to lifestyle and all those things. Is that like really difficult to manage? You know, just being able to, maybe it's like coordinate the right Mm -hmm. niche with the right people or. I think yes and no. Um, 
really it's just about finding the experts in each of those fields so specifically in beauty there are you know amazing really really talented swatch stylists out there specific beauty product stylists packaging experts but then on the other hand you know lifestyle influencers that we work with they can they're really like a jack of all trades where they can handle a lot of different things um so it's just kind of finding the expert in each of those categories and making sure that we really understand that space before trying to create content for them Got it. Okay. I know that you have told me before, mm-hmm. but you have, you manage a couple of people under you mm-hmm. and um, they all report to you in some ways. Like, did you train them kind of before taking them on or did they already have that experience and you just kind of like oversee everything? A little bit of both. So all over the place, I've gotten to work with a lot of really different, amazing people from so many different backgrounds during my time at Catalog. Um, And I think personally, that's one of the things that, you know, I'm so blessed with every single day at my job is the people that I get to work with. So really from high and low, near and wide, really all over the place. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Do you want to describe like a day-to-day schedule at your job? Yeah, so every day is a little bit different. There's not really a day that's the exact same. But for the most part, um, I spend a lot of time um, talking to different brand managers, you know, influencer marketing managers, specifically social media managers, a lot of people on the brand side of things and just making new contacts and relationships. I also spend a lot of time checking in on my team and making sure that they're good, happy, healthy, you know, feeling motivated. Since we are a startup, you do wear a lot of hats. So I also love to manage our social events at work. And then on top of that, I do quite a bit of traveling for work, actually. So right now I'm actually here during New York Fashion Week for work. Um, I have a lot of meetings set up this week to chat with some new potential brands um, that we have meetings with. So a little bit of everything. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's so cool that you do that because I know you have traveled here before for meetings anyway. And you also get to attend Fashion Week, which is awesome. Yeah. So you're talking about your schedule. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I'm kind of curious because you are wearing a lot of hats. You're doing a lot of things. But I know that, you know, you're human too. I'm sure you have times where you also feel like you're not motivated enough. And you have those days. Like everyone has those days. Mm -hmm. And, but yet you have to be in charge of your team. Like how do you actually find that motivation and just, you know, to keep going? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that I actually struggle with on a daily basis. And it's something that's always top of mind for me. But I heard this quote a while ago, I'm going to butcher it. I don't know the exact quote off the top of my head. But I've always been told do one thing for yourself every single day. So you know, whether that's an hour of going for a workout or, you know, just spending an hour in front of the TV, if that's just need some time to decompress or an hour working on my own blog stuff, um, or just an hour doing something creative or reading, um, just an hour every single day to do something for yourself, I think is really important and keeps you grounded, you know, throughout the day, not just as a manager, but I think you have so many different directions, especially when all of us are young and like really early in your career, there's so many things that you want to do and so many aspirations that you have. But if you don't do something for yourself every day that keeps you grounded, I don't really believe that there's a good way to go about it if you don't have that just one thing for yourself every single day. I really like that. Yeah. It's like starting small. Like you you really have to though. Mm-hmm. You get so lost in this, especially like, I don't want to pull age into this, but you know, we come straight out of college and we go straight into the... Quote, adulting world and it gets tough because we're like kind of struggling to find that balance and also maintain a social life and our jobs and it's just a lot to take in but I think that's a great like mindset to have especially with the work that you have too. Mm-hmm. 
So since you come into contact with brands, what are some of the brands that you think are doing content really well? I think the first one that comes to mind is a brand that I actually really love personally, um, Majuri. So not only are their pieces, in my opinion, really beautiful, but I just think that the way that they look at content is just really breathtaking, not only in like the visual imagery, but I think a lot of the imagery really makes you think. And also just like the the art of it, I think is just really tells the story of what they stand for really well. I like that. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people think that beautiful content is taking these like cool photos at different places. But like that doesn't really capture the essence of like a brand, you know, like the story, the backstory of a brand, how it was started. Mm -hmm. So I do like that. Um, I think for me, a brand that does content really well is Daniel Wellington. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Wellington is a watch company. If you like go to their Instagram, they have a huge following. I think a lot of it has to do with their content and the fact that they really just engage with their audience. You know, they have things called like this hashtag DW pick of the day and they post um, someone who just tags the brand and the company and it's always these like epic shots, but um, a lot of people just really get into it because they have the opportunity to also be on Daniel Wellington's feed and they feel like they're a part of the brand and the story. And that's something I really admire is that a brand that really and truly like values their customers and wants them to feel a part of the brand. Yeah, I really love Daniel Wellington, too. Um, At some of my old jobs, that was one of the brands that we really look at as like an inspiration. I think specifically in that they make their audience feel really connected, engaged to the brand. And I think in turn, those, you know, those audience members are then loyal customers. So I think it's more first about building a community and then selling product later on rather than a lot of brands go into it with the mindset of selling product first, and then engaging their audience later on. Exactly. The one other one that comes to mind is Somersault. As of lately, their marketing has really worked on me personally. I went on a trip a couple weeks ago with my family and purchased a bunch of their products just because I think they've really nailed like retargeting specifically in that as soon as you see anything from an influencer, you know, they retarget you nonstop. And I think sometimes it can be a bit annoying, but I think that the way that they've gone about it with strategy has really worked on me. They really know their audience and the people who would purchase their product. And I think that's pretty incredible in that they've also, you know, been able to tell that lifestyle story really well. Yeah, I've noticed like uh, brands that really seem to be doing content well, I guess, like on Instagram even like starbucks they're just very creative like with their stories i actually watch their stories and i see a lot of times that they include the employees stories in their stories and i think that's like really helpful and just like makes me want to you know learn more about their brand not see what's new with their caramel frappuccinos or whatever's (laughs) coming out next their unicorn whatever concoction that they make and even like benefit cosmetics Mm -hmm. i don't know if you like seen some of their stuff but like they even host these events where people can enter and they, they can meet the benefit uh, cosmetics ambassadors like for instance like patrick star mm-hmm. um nikita dragon like a lot of these top beauty gurus and it just like allows people to connect with them through the brand and it just brings people together that way so i think that's a great way to connect Um, and I guess like speaking of, since we just talked about like these beauty gurus and like these influencers, like what are some things you do differently as an influencer? 
I think running a lot of these campaigns for a lot of different brands of different categories, I've learned a lot of things that I've taken personally and that I've also given advice to other influencer friends. I think the biggest thing that I see um, that is really important that I wish that all influencers or just people in the content creation space knew is just knowing your worth. And I think that has kind of two branches to it. So when you're asking for compensation, I think there are a lot of factors that go into it that are important to kind of evaluate for yourself and to know how much your worth is. Um, I think I've seen a lot of influencers who kind of overestimate what their worth is. And I think that can hugely turn off a brand. I think the biggest thing there is just knowing you know, how much value do you truly add? I think that goes both ways in that if you create really amazing, gorgeous content that takes you a lot of time and a lot of effort, you should be getting paid. This is a job, you know, you are providing a service, so you should be getting paid fairly. But on the other hand, you know, for a lot of the influencers that I see who don't put a ton of effort into their content and pretty much take every deal that goes their way, you also have to keep that in mind, you know, the amount of reach that you actually have and you know the actual quality of content that you're providing so i think from both sides of it i've seen a lot of mistakes there which i think is kind of a big red flag in terms of how brands see influencers and the perceptions that they have um, you know once they come into contact with you right so it sounds it's more like there's a lack of education in this area and we understand that us as influencers we're also like learning and growing as we do things but at the same time you saying knowing your worth as like an influencer how do you go about doing that you know like who do you go to or like what do you do to know how much you should be charging yeah i think there are a lot of resources out there that can be really helpful in determining it it's all you know kind of the things that you learn in business school when you're in college it's all about supply and demand how demanding is the the work that you're putting out how valuable are you in terms of like the market so for example you know, if you have a certain number of reach and a certain number of impressions, but maybe you put a lot of effort into your content and it's something that's really beautiful, then obviously, you know, depending on what the market price is, you can go up from there. If you're really offering like a true service or adding value. But I think a couple of the resources that I personally love and I share with a lot of my influencer friends that ask me this question, one big one is Social Blue Book. That one provides actual numbers in terms of like how much you can expect to get paid, how much you deserve, you know, depending on your different metrics. Another one is honestly just talking to a lot of other influencer connections that you have. So I think in this community, building your actual community is really important. So being able to talk to other friends, you know, in the same size as you or that put in, you know, the same style of content that you have, I think kind of talking to other people and understanding how much they charge is always a good benchmark also. Agreed. Yeah. So I guess like other things you do differently as an influencer would be like the professionality of it. Yeah. um, So this is kind of a huge pet peeve of mine. And I know a lot of the other influencer marketing specialists that I personally know Mm -hmm. in terms of work are kind of the same. And I think we have a lot of running jokes on my team as well with our influencer manager. So you come into contact with so many different influencers. And I think the biggest thing is that some people think that just because they have a following that they are now, you know, the ruler of a kingdom. We have, you know, a lot of running jokes about that in that I think it's pretty basic, but just being a nice human is really important. I think we live in kind of a day and age where 
if you have over a hundred thousand followers, you're treated like a celebrity or like you know royalty. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot that can get to your head a lot of times. Um, but I think if you just go in with the mindset of being a kind human, I think that can really go really far and wide. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh, I feel like we both have these stories where we just because <laughs> we always we're always at these events and we yep. like, meet all these influencers. It's like really like the way they talk to you and yep. it's like who are you to be doing that yeah uh, yeah i completely agree with you on that just be nice to everyone yep. it's not hard i think in every single category that you're in whatever industry that you're in just being a nice person can go a really really long like, way you never know who knows who like you don't know what they've been through that day you know yep, you can sure. literally make someone's day by being nice to them yeah so Yeah. And I think also with that, um, in terms of professionality of influencers, I think if you want to make this a job, or if you do consider influencing, quote unquote, influencing as your job, then treat it like one. So specifically with understanding how to write a business email, I cannot even tell you how many influencers email me like they're texting. Your email should never have a lol, you know, or understanding the basics of writing an email, I think can also go an extremely long way. And just other kind of like little courtesies that just come into business interactions, I think can really take you far if you just understand the basics of business. Not everyone goes to business school and takes business classes or anything. So I guess like other ways that people can actually get this sort of knowledge would be like maybe research or ask people like you know see how people treat others maybe even like i mentioned this in a previous episode shadowing the person that you want to maybe work for Mm -hmm. maybe just seeing how they handle things you can learn a lot from it yeah absolutely and i think also in this industry as an influencer so much of it is self-taught so there's so much that you can find just by googling I think even just like um, when a brand reaches out to you and you see the way that they've written an email, you can kind of take that on your own and realize like, okay, this is how this person does business this way. So maybe I should learn from that and take that on my own. And I think, you know, along with that, there are so many resources out there now that are a lot of them are free. So even if you're just starting out, there's really no excuse to not be constantly learning. Um, there are so many resources out there that you can find just by Googling things. And, you know, with everything from your domain name to building your website to writing these emails or knowing how much your worth is, um, you can really just simply Google it. Did you actually have any stories when you were like first starting that you made a mistake on and you like, I don't want to say regret, but like you wish you could have redone it or something like has ever happened to you? Oh, absolutely. There are so many stories that I could share. I think the biggest one that comes to mind, which I find to be a really funny one. um, When I first started blogging, the very first deal that I ever took, my boyfriend, I still laugh about it all the time because he was with me throughout the whole thing. But the first brand that ever reached out to me was this company that made these jelly shoes. I'm not going to reveal what the name is, um, but... Basically, they were these really hideous jelly shoes that they're no longer on my feet anymore. But um, that I I was just so excited that somebody wanted to reach out with me to work with me and to send me free shoes that I took it within two seconds. And I called my mom that day was like, Mom, oh, my God, this brand wants to send me free shoes. And I was so excited about it. But the thing is, now that I look back on it, you know, as long as you put in the effort into your content, these kinds of things will come later on. So I think both with, you know, getting 
quote unquote free stuff as well as sponsorship deals like if you really put in the effort and it's things that are true to your brand and true to the style of content that you create everything else will come i like that yeah agreed but as like an influencer what a content creator you do have to be picky because you have to be true to your brand no matter what like you know there might there's gonna be tons of things that come your way sponsorships partnerships free goodies whatever but like it is up to you to actually take a step back and be like look is this true to my brand is this something that i would use if it's a product or something but just keep in mind that like being true to yourself will actually take you further in whatever career that you want to do if you do that and just maintain that and just like keep that as your focus yeah absolutely i think it's so important and you know people can see through fake stuff so easily so i think you know as you're growing an audience staying true to your brand and things that you would actually wear and things that you would actually use is really really important you know you spend a lot of time and effort building and and engaging audience that you don't want to take you know a hundred dollar sponsorship deal especially in the beginning that's going to end up costing you a lot more than what you end up gaining yeah Something from a brand standpoint you could talk about is the deadlines, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think that's another huge thing that people don't realize. So even as an influencer, like I said, I think having business etiquette, just like really, you know, professional etiquette is really important. And that definitely ties into keeping with deadlines as well. So I think a lot of influencers think that just because they're traveling, you know, they have an excuse to push a deadline or just miss it completely without giving anybody a heads up. But you do have to realize it goes kind of into being a kind human as well, in that when you miss a deadline, the brand misses a deadline or the agency that you're working with misses a deadline and they are reporting to somebody else. And so it really is an inconsiderate thing if you, you know, miss a deadline without letting anybody know or even some influencers will just completely ghost and i know i know people in real life who have done this you know and have told me about it and i think people truly don't realize there's a lack of education in realizing how much of an impact that truly can make exactly and yeah you know like you see these influencers like take on these partnerships and they think they're just communicating with one person but like you said truthfully they all report to another person they have a client and they're all working as a team and it is actually like the person who chose that influencer it's like they also have to like kind of trust the fact that this influencer is going to be respectful and get the work done and like you don't truly know them like even if you are kind of basing it off of their content But it's a lot for like someone to actually just like reach out to someone. So I even see it from your point. It's not as simple as just finding someone and being like, this is the person I want to work with. But like also just like maintaining that relationship and being like, you know what? I think this person does have what it takes. Meaning like making these deadlines and getting the content done and just like making sure there's communication on both parts. Absolutely. I think if you really just think about it as a job. So at your own job, if you missed a deadline, you wouldn't just miss it without letting anybody know you know you would do your due diligence and make sure that everything's taken care of so if you're wanting to treat influencing or content creation as a job you know treat it like one exactly Mm -hmm. yeah um kind of just almost wrapping things up here but basically with catalog you're constantly like like you said you're traveling you're going you're meeting tons of people you have meetings from with brands influences and you're just doing a lot of things basically and with all these things there's constant change happening you know changes are happening around you and i guess from a brand standpoint what do you think is next with 
the space and you know where things are going because be simple for influencers to just reach out and do like a cross promotion where money might not be involved really and it was just kind of like a one and done kind of thing but now like things are changing you know money is also involved that plays a big role um so what do you think is really next i think in the past few years you've really seen video have a huge explosion and i think that's going to continue to grow i think it's not so much just about a pretty picture anymore um it's really about telling a story and providing value to your audience both i think on the brand side and a content creator side i think providing value to an audience member who's you know looking at your stuff is really really important other than that i think as more and more influencers come about again it goes back to supply and demand i think you really have to nowadays do something to stand out and find something that makes you uniquely you mm-hmm. but I, I think that's going to be really important especially in the next coming years as everybody becomes a quote-unquote influencer right. um is just finding a way to you know make sure that whatever you're providing is is something special and that you're connecting to people in a specific way Exactly. And I think like, I also feel like I hear that a lot is that like, you know, be you be unique and like try to be different. But like, a lot of people even question that like, what does it mean to be unique? Like, sometimes people try so hard to be unique, they focus too heavily on trying to be unique. Mm -hmm. And so they get frustrated and hurt in the process with themselves because they don't really know what it means to like be themselves in some ways. So I guess like, maybe when people ask like i want to be an influencer or like i want to get into the space and stuff don't even approach it in that way kind of thing with us we didn't know that this was going to be like a job or it could be a career path or whatever you know like we started off in the mindset of this is a hobby that we enjoy doing we're passionate about content we're passionate about being creative and this is the space to do it and so it kind of went from there so like when people ask these things their mindset's already in the place where it's like I want to be an influencer, so what do I have to do to get there? And it's more like, no, find something you're passionate about and let it grow and see what comes from it. So yeah, any any other points that you kind of want to... No, I think you phrased it really well. I think that's super important. Um, And I hear a lot of people who set out to want to be a quote-unquote influencer and i think it really just comes from finding you know what you're passionate about and writing about that or taking photos of that or you know sharing videos about that i think that's kind of where it really stems from for most people Mm -hmm. and i think that's really how you're ever going to find success is by the things you know that you truly love and that you're passionate about exactly so before we wrap up i kind of wanted to take some time and i'm gonna actually insert some music here and i want you to either go to your email or pull out a piece of paper or something and just like write down actually a question you have for a brand about influencer marketing or something you're curious about what you learned from this episode today. And I want you to either write that email and send it to my email, which is gracefullymadeblog at gmail.com or send it to me on Instagram DM and that's at bygracely. And when the music ends, I want you to actually send it in so I can take a look at it and read it. And maybe I'll even share a couple. All 
right. Well, Summer, I think that's a wrap. Uh, before we, before you head off, because I know you have somewhere to be, oh, go ahead and plug yourself and just where we can find you. Yeah. Um, so you can find me at my blog at withlovesummer.com or um, on Instagram. It's also withlovesummer. Pretty much everywhere you can find me at withlovesummer. Okay. And yeah, I'll include those in the description link. So you guys can also click on that and follow Summer and see her beautiful photos in LA (laughs) and all the places she travels to. Thank you for having me. Of course. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned for the Faith series that will be coming next. I'll have a couple of guest speakers, and this is a series that I've been wanting to really dive into and talk more about because my faith is a huge portion of my life. If you have any questions or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd love to hear your thoughts and find a way to talk about the topics that you are interested in. Thanks for tuning in.